Well, hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in this great land of ours, world of ours. Uh, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast for another episode. Is this episode 200? It is. I, I can see the heads nodding. I can see the heads nodding. It's episode 200. Uh well, there's no celebra- special celebration uh, this episode to celebrate the milestone of episode 200. Uh, the only thing that's changed is I am on the road. Uh, it's Roscoe on the road this week, not Rocket on the road. I'm in Queensland. I'm at Royal Pines. Royal Pines Golf and uh, Conference Resort. And I tell you, uh, Rocket, I can feel the appeal of the uh, Queensland winter weather. Uh, Rocket, you were here for, I should have done my homework and counted how many episodes of those 200. Let's just say a very big chunk of them. Uh, Congratulations, uh, young man, um, for staying the journey, for wanting to be part of the journey and continue uh, this uh, whatever we do. Uh, Well done. How do you feel? How do you feel about reaching 200? Should we raise a bat? I don't have a bat. Should we raise a bat? Well, well, thanks for not kicking me off. I said, yeah. There's probably been a few times where you're probably thinking after we finish the recording going, what? why have I invited this malcontent onto this podcast? <laughs> hey, there's always someone that sends a message saying, oh, that was great. He was great. I was like, okay, fair enough. You can stay. <laughs> My people. Uh, yes, well, you know, but let's just recap a couple of things that have happened uh, in, in that journey. It, it was... October 2018 that we started this and uh, a lot of things, yeah, we've, we, as we've always joked and everyone who's been a long part of that journey know that we progressed from uh, recording in a car in the back of a laneway at nine o'clock at night. Um, the, the, the mobile podcast, you know, <laughs> calling me on my mobile, walking around on my property. <laughs> talking, talking into a digital recorder and holding it down to a, a uh, car stereo uh, speaker in the footwell of a car. Uh, we really had no idea back then, did we? But we made stuff happen. We were the early pioneers of golf podcastry in Australia, and uh, it's grown. It's a competitive space. It's grown. But we were one of the first ones there of the the non-paid and proudly still non-paid, might I ask you. Um, well, we've had some offers, Rocket. You know, we've had, uh, you know, the offer of M- Marie's Weekly Biscuits. She's been involved right from the start. Uh, Marie, sent, Marie actually sent me a lovely text um, today uh, just uh thanking me for the inspiration around Scotland. Um, she might want to go. You might want to take Marie to Scotland one day. Uh, so Marie's been there trying to bribe Magic Mike's uh, support with biscuits, um, trying to drive a divide between the three of us, yeah, with jam-filled biscuits that one would get and the other would. Anyway, um, there's been a whole host of people that have that have supported us along the way in this non-paid uh, podcast. Um, you've tried very hard, Rocket, to to garner support from one of the biggest brands in in golf uh, and you represent them proudly and I see a wonderful backdrop that you've got there. If you listen to us and you see the, the Instagram post, you'll see what I'm talking about, Rocket's beautiful creative backdrop uh, of three tour staff bags from TaylorMade. Uh, Rocket, what are you doing? Well, I'm... Um- a lot of the artwork that Mrs. Rocket wanted to put in my study, I was not a fan of. And then off the back of getting the US Open bag this year, I said, oh, 
I put it on the wall. She's like, oh, that could be like your art. And I'm like, yeah. And then it's like, oh, let's get the Open Championship one. Oh, actually, let's get Colin's one from last year as well. And uh, yeah, so they went up on the wall last week. Well, the, the colours are all complementary. You've, you've picked, you've got three there that, uh, you know, tonality, uh, you know, the, the white highlights, the uh, Mrs. Rocket's, you know, white on white uh, colour scheme I can see there in the Queensland abode. Uh, and, and it's flanked with some, you know, bronze and beige uh, with a few little you know, brown hints in there. It's, it really is um, well put together artwork. The, wow. the pivot. Well, the thing is that there's there's another little space sort of just over here and uh, I'm already concocting that potentially, you know, I could create another, like almost like a little mini extension, go out a little bit and it's kind of big enough where I could probably create a little storage room for more bags so I could actually swap my art around <laughs> and have more. Oh, dear. And she's on board. Very good. Oh. Well, Mrs. Rocket's been, uh, you know, we, we, we had a, a, a joke that... Um, uh, your mum, Marie, uh, in uh, Tassie, uh, she supplies the biscuits and uh, she hasn't tried to get in between us, absolutely not. She's tried to keep us together as a cohesive unit uh, and just provide us with some uh, sustenance. But uh, Mrs Rocket, uh, your wife, um, has been a very strong supporter of you, staying up late, taking over the house, making noise, uh, not putting the kids to bed. Yeah, they were three years younger, your triplets, they were three years younger uh, when you started this, so she's been a very big supporter. So we thank uh, we thank Mrs. Rocket, and uh, yeah, but yeah, when you reflect on two hundred episodes, yeah, what what are any special moments come to mind, Rocket? Uh, I have two, and they're all related to the Masters. Um, first of all, your two part interview with Mel Hughes mm -hmm. that is still one of my favourites, and I actually go back and listen to that one. And the second one is my early call on Tiger before the 2019 Masters. Mm. That was a big call and uh, came through. Uh, what, speaking of Masters, what about the what about the secret episode that never got published, the Luke, the Luke Elvey special? Oh. But it was that hot that CBS put the clamps on it. Oh, <laughs> it didn't make it past the CBS boffers. Uh, we're going to say it was that hot. It might have been rubbish, but uh, no, it was pretty good. We had Luke Elvey on the line and he said, no, nah, guys, he said, look, it, just to put some clarity around that, it was the time when the Masters has been... Um, oh, it was postponed, uh, COVID time. Yeah, it was po postponed and and they just really didn't want to be part of a, a Masters-oriented podcast and when you know, it was about to be postponed. So uh, that was the reason why we never got to uh, air our... Uh, fine, you know, some great stories from Luke Kelvey. That was, yeah, that was a highlight without it being a highlight for me, talking to one of Australia's broadcasters. It's in the vault. I'll <laughs> better release it as like a, you know, maybe a members only. I wonder if there's a statute of, statute of limitations on that sort of stuff. We could just put it out there and say, oh, sorry, Luke, didn't know. Uh, well, Luke's it could be members only, you know, yeah. so it's not public, right? Okay, well. We've got, we've, you know, we've got as, as close as we've got to members on the Discord, uh, the growing Discord, and there's uh, some chat going on in there as we speak. So thanks for everyone joining in there. And that's probably as close as we've got to a group of members, but we'll get to maybe membership one day where we, yeah, when you when you get a membership, you might get a T-shirt and a hat. Have a look at this T-shirt. Golfers are athletes too. What a joke. Um, I'm no, no, nowhere near an athlete. Yeah, what would be great is if John Daly was wearing that. Yeah. Uh, so we've left him uh, hanging out there. We've ignored him totally uh, for 10 minutes. Uh, Magic Mike, welcome to the 200th episode. 
Thanks, mate. It's probably good that you did because, I mean, I've only probably done about 40. So it's good that you probably had 160 minutes of conversation there and I come in for the end. That's okay. That's good. You uh, you were shoehorned into doing this, let's be honest. Uh, you know, we played golf at Barn Boogle and you, we didn't know each other that well, uh, but you gave me a rundown on what you do, your world of stats, uh, the lengths and efforts you go to. And it was probably about, probably about two holes in of playing golf with you that I was fairly convinced that you were a details man. You know, because you know you you knew every shot that everyone had hit. Um, you already had the scorecard marked, you know, as the putt was rolling in, and you know that set the tone for that day and the next forty-five holes that we played in record-breaking time. And you know, somewhere between the eighty-fifth and ninety-first hole, you gave me the insight into the spreadsheets, and I thought, wow, there's something in that. Uh, you should do your own podcast. Uh, how about coming on ours to have a chat? And uh, one thing led to another, and there you were. Uh, really, I'm um, doing a lot of the work administratively uh, because you 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 do uh, help keep us together. Um, you know that organised mind that you've got and that ability to see things and put things together is is one of the the reasons why we've been able to keep going and do 200 because uh, you know you 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 keep shit happening, uh, magic and uh, rocket is very clearly a free-spirited band. Uh, I, I I go in between a bit of bit of organised chaos and doing what I want, and uh, but you're always there to chime in with, what oh, are we doing? No, there'd be no Discord without Mike either. <laughs> no, ab- oh, absolutely. absolutely zero I don't know, man. What, that, what event was that? That was just I couldn't sleep one night and woke up to watch the golf and decided to set up the Discord. Well, Doc was going to do, do it anyway, but decided nothing else to do. No, thanks, mate. That was good. Yeah, no, it was, I can remember when it was. We were walking up. 10th on Barn Boogle Dunes. Correct. And uh, yeah, we're talking, I was telling you the story of, um, telling you the story of my weekend picking three winners in a row and you said, how do you do it? And I explained, well, this is how I do it. It's it's sort of graduated from 21 years ago of pulling up the people that hit hit it the longest on the courses where I think hitting the ball long is good and walking into a TAB and hand filling out a ticket to put a, a bet on the golf. So there's a very different world now. Um, there's lots more data for me. And yeah, you can bet on anything sitting on the couch. Much, much easier. Uh, I was, you know, I sent you a message last night. We were at dinner with uh, a group of uh, Australia's finest golf retailers, an executive team of Drummer Golf and some of the, the franchisees like uh, I am up here at Queensland at Royal Pines. And uh, they started talking about the golf. Uh, obviously, it was around the open, and we're talking about the shark. There's quite a bit of shark discussion. Um, there was some people that nearly, you know, you would have loved the conversation, Rocket, because they were talking about years of uh, sharks, misdemeanors, not misdemeanors, but, you know, mis- golfing related misdemeanors, you know, the failures and the second places and how many. And I was just sitting there going, Rocket would know that. Rocket would know that. Rocket would know that within without without even thinking about it. There's no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but we started talking about what was it, Mike? Uh, long drive and how they driving measure, distance. yeah, driving distance and because uh, can't remember what we talk, who we were talking about. But uh, yeah, I just sneak secretly uh, snuck a little message out to Mike and. Within a couple of minutes, I popped up and said, "Well, this is how they measure it," because Mike had the info without even a breath. I, I thought you must have been in like some sort of quiz, something like no. some trivia night for golf nerds, and the question was, "How do they measure driving distance on the PGA Tour?" Phone <laughs> a friend. 
I reckon next time he has a conference, we have to sit down with him and go through like all the, I'll go with all the history stuff. You go <laughs> the data, get him ready and prepped so he can I, sit at the I, table. I thought, I thought you were going to say, next time, he, next time he goes on one of these, we have to have some <laughs> fake answers we'll ready. Like oh, one of those earpieces and we get a van and sit outside <laughs> in a microphone. It, effect, it effectively was a trivia night for our golf nerds. Uh, there was some, yeah, some people there that, that did know their stuff. So, uh, who was it? Um, yeah, anyway, I can't remember. But yeah, there's one of the guys that's got like every Masters, you know, recorded on DVD, uh, recorded on VHS, and then he transferred them to DVD. And then there was a bit of discussion around, well, you should really get them off DVD and digitize them and you know keep them in a in a modern form. But yeah, you know, that basically he's got every every masters in his life recorded. They're all think, on the um I think yeah, the Masters has already released them all on yeah. YouTube or something. But yeah, I mean Oh no, but they're the only only the final rounds. He's probably gone and recorded all like, of them. Yeah. All like as up until ninety two. No, it was ninety three. 93, I think, was the first time they started to show more rounds. 93 or 94. Well, they never used to show the front nine. Yeah, then, yeah, it was like round 90, 90, um, that was, um, Woozy was 91. So 92 was when they started to show a few more holes. Like mm. they got back to the seventh because that's yeah. Freddie's year. I remember they started showing the seventh hole and then it was still another, I don't know how long before they'd start to show the first hole. Yeah. Then the other thing as well, you would never see even the first two rounds of the majors until like '93, because uh, I think I think from memory that was one of the first years they would show all the rounds. Like for me as a kid, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get more tapes, VHS tapes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Well, you know, if you if you're gonna ask me what my favourite moments are, there are probably way too many to recount, and there's. You know, for me, it was, we started it, and I've probably said this before, but it was started like a personal development sort of program, you know, it's doing something different, doing something that stretched my confidence and stretched my ability to do something different. And, uh, and as you know, I started to do it with my son, and it was a little bit of a dad and son time. Yeah, he would help with the technical stuff um, out with, the car he was no part of the recording in the car he was you would shake his head when i told him what we did but in terms of making that recording sound good he was very much part of that so seeing him uh go on to you know broadcast his first game of professional football on tv last week was a you know a crowning moment uh, as a dad and that's somewhat related to the start of this podcast because you know he and i were in the car driving into the city talking about podcasts saying we should start one you can help, you can do your own, whatever. He's just skyrocketed into the stratosphere and as a young 22-year-old. So seeing him do that, the generation of that was from this podcast, so that was pretty pretty good. Being able to have spoken to, you know, people in the industry and people in, uh, you know, the, the, the sphere of um, golf influence that a lot of people look up to, you know, Eric Lang and uh, Andy Proudman, but also, you know, people who didn't know anything people who no one knew anything about, you know, like Mike Brown and to be tell Mike's story and then become friends with Mike's story, you know, take Mike to a game of Melbourne city football and introduce him to Ross and Griffiths. And, you know, he was from the same town as Ross, Ross and Griffiths 
family and you know they just got on like a house on fire they were playing golf in in mike stay here and then mike goes and win the australian amputee open and then another at the riversdale cup and stuff like that you know that's been great because you know we made friends and and we made friends all around the world uh on the back of the podcast just by providing people some entertainment and then wanting to show some reciprocity you know by hosting you at a golf club and that sort of thing and, and becoming friends and and for me you know, the people that we've interviewed have been great and, and you guys are great, but just the ability to connect with other people, um, yeah, is, is is good. And whether we do another 100, 200, 400, who knows what happens. But, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to turn up after today and say, right, that's it. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, what you do have to worry about is what we are going to talk about next week because we're not quite sure. And uh, I didn't, we weren't quite sure what we we're going to talk about today. It's largely unplanned, largely unscripted. We just go with it. And, you know, people tell us that they like, uh, they like listening to us chat. Uh, it's like sitting in the bar, listening to the, their mates chat. So uh, we'll keep doing that. And one angry guy sitting down the end just yelling at me. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, anyway, long story short. Thank you. Uh, there was some golf played last week. I, for whatever various reasons, uh, didn't see much of the golf other than to check on the result of the BMW cha- Championship. Uh, it's down to the pointy end of the tipping. Uh, I missed the week before, and it probably kept me out of a top five finish. Let's be honest. You know, if I if I would have nailed the week that I missed and then nailed the second place this week, I could have been more than 29th, put it that way. Uh, no, that's a joke. Um, because my performance was a joke in this tipping competition, I just couldn't get this. I couldn't get the ebb and the flow of the the picking right. I didn't. I didn't know when to pull the card or when to hold it. And you know, I've probably ended up with too many big guns left to pick from for one round when I should have been. You know, I don't know. I don't know who I've got. I might have to. Who, who's going to win anyway? Well, let's talk about last week because I picked second. Uh, I don't know how you guys went, but I got second. What what was the digest of the the BMW? Mike, you can talk. Um, look, it was a pretty standard US PGA Tour event. The course was a course was a new course this year, but it was probably very similar to the week before, and probably very similar to a lot of other courses they play during the season. A um, little bit of water, some thick rough, premium on driving, bigger greens than probably normal. I mean, it was just a a um a tournament that was probably stock standard. The only thing that was probably a little bit different to normal is it, it got hard and fast, which they don't normally do too much of on the PJ Tour. It's normally a bit of a dart throwing competition, and it sort of baked out as the week went on. So, of course, it looked like they should have been eating up. They didn't, you know, they got fourteen under the winner, but normally you'd expect them to be north of twenty. Um, I don't know. Did you watch any much of it, Rocket? Uh no, because it some point we'll talk about how I feel like I'm just super jaded by 2022 <laughs> PGA tour, all that sort of stuff. I, yeah. I literally, I don't know. I feel like I, again, I'm the negative, I'm the, I'm the old guy down the end of the bar, Mr. Negative man. Oh, I didn't watch any of it. I didn't, I, I didn't, it doesn't, it, it's, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. I don't know why. Fair enough. Uh, you're probably not alone. Um, yeah, look, it was a it was one that, that probably the the tour would have been happy with. The the premium guys got there in the end. I was Cantlay one, and um, I think he went back to back. He won it last yeah. year. Paddy Ice is back. Paddy Ice, yeah. Um, 
Stallings played very, very well above above himself in his second. Scotty Scheffler third with Xander uh, KH Lee fifth. Corey Connors another good week for Corey. He was in the, he was right at the top of the data lake too, so it was pretty interesting to see him right up there. Adam Scott fought his way into the top thirty for this week at Eastlake, so with a good result. What did Adam do? Hold a hold a bump. He fell backwards over the weekend. He right around par over the weekend. Yeah, he didn't. He sort of was. It was round one. It was right up there. Right up there. Shot sixty five round one. But yeah, his his last shot he hit into the. I've got a funny feeling he was in the rough on the right hand side off the tee on eighteen, and then chopped it out, got it going towards the green, went into the green side bunker, and had to get up and down the par. And if he didn't get up and down the par, he wasn't going east lake. And he hit an absolute pearler to about a foot and a half. And they were like, oh, he's got there. And I was like, this is, this is Adam Scott. Let's just all make sure he knocks his foot and a half. <laughs> um, I couldn't watch. But, he, yeah, he, he did it. He did it without worry, um, which was good. And then, yeah, topping out the the top ten were Neiman, Pendrith, Rory, and Ram. So, yeah, it, it look, it was a – it was a solid week. It was a bit of a nothing week, but it was good to see some of the big names up there. But to be honest, because Starlings, Starlings, Starlings was in second place and they were two and three shots ahead of third, I don't think anyone really thought Cantlay was going to lose. So it was kind of a bit of a mm-hmm. bit of a slow finish. The only thing that happened quite well for Cantlay was on 17, he hit uh, one of those drives that can sort of squirt off to the right-hand side and he thought he was in the bunker. It hit about a foot before the bunker, kicked into the bunker and then somehow ran out, went into the thick rough and then rolled into the middle of the fairway. Like if he hit 50 more shots, it would have been either in the bunker or in the pot, uh, in the long grass. Instead, he was in the middle of the fairway, makes his birdie on 17 and tournament was over. Scott right. Stall- oh, sorry, go on. No, no, you're right. I was going to say Scott Stallings, you know, it's first time to make the tour championship in 12 years on tour or something like that. Yeah, I believe so. He's one of those guys that's really concentrated on, and he's put up a lot of TikTok or thing you know, videos about his body and keeping fit, and he's really changed uh, the way he goes to market. And um, yeah, it's paid off the last, probably this end of this season's probably been, I've sort of really started to notice his positions where he's finishing off have been a lot better than where, he, where he's been before. Um, and he's, he can't be far away from probably um, getting a win, which probably won't be this year because there's only got one, one tournament left. But for you, Ross, there's only one thing you need to worry about. Mm. That was the tipping. So for you, you, you you were one of the very few people that finished with a second place. Oh, sorry, a T3, um, but the best result of everybody. So that was $870,000. Kirky had Xander. How Goods Golf had Scotty Scheffler. Public Golf had Scotty Scheffler. Goffy had Scotty Scheffler. Chi-Chi had Scotty Scheffler. Le- level... F. Neb Ben always does my head in with that name. Uh, Scotty Scheffler and Mlog Rocket had Xander. The most interesting thing of that is Scotty Scheffler this week is starting with a 10 shot lead. And the people that picked him this week were that confident that he was that this is the week to have him and not next week. They could have saved him for the final, but they didn't. Um, Rocket. Yeah. Rocket. <laughs> Rocket is the most tortured jinxed man in the tipping competition. Oh, oh. I reckon it's a third time this year you've picked a bloke. Who's uh, like, uh, I was just going to say, how many WDs can a man have? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's at least two. Oh, about a couple of Hideki's. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I reckon Hideki got you. Um, I know, Hideki's got me and then 
yeah, in this one, I couldn't, I just couldn't believe it. Well, you you and Ro- Robbo Magic both had Will Zalatoris and he withdrew with a bad back. Um, and I didn't do much better. I, I had Tony Finau who had very, well, he sort of chugged home the last couple of rounds, but he was seven over through round one. And uh, I'm pretty happy that he made any money at all in a no-cut event, which is saying something. So Aussies that make the final 30 to go to, uh, hold on, just want to take a sip of the sponsor's product to Eastlake. <laughs> um, uh, Aussies that go to Eastlake, uh, yep. who we got, Cam Smith? Uh, uh, Cam Smith is there. Um, Cam Smith is there. Adam Scott's there. Yep. And uh, that's it, I think. Lee must, must have been close, but he didn't make it. No, that's it. How far did Herbie, because uh, Herbie didn't have the worst uh, BMW championship, but how far did he miss out by, do you know? I think he was a fair way. Fair way out. back? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember there being too many Aussies that were on the cusp um, yeah. of getting in. I just remember saying Leash had a good few tournaments in a row late uh, for a bloke that is probably not going to be on this um, tour next year. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's new news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not breaking any uh, any news there. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, he. Uh, I shall look it up for you and tell you where they finished up for your regular FedEx Cup season points. Uh, who was just outside the thirty? Uh, Corey Connors finished thirty-one. Mav McNeely, Russell Henley, Keegan Bradley. Um, where was Herbie? Herbie was forty-six, so it's not that not miles away. And Leach wasn't even that close at all. Yeah, it's it's it was the the thing that hurt him is probably that that middle part of the year, he had that kind of that three or four month stretch in the middle of part of the year where he was just dipped, missing too many cuts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that. The only player that went to live that would have made it in was Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch was the only one that still finished in the top thirty, um, but obviously he's not there. So oh. that's how um. Mate, Corey Connors will get in. Uh, speaking back of Herbie, did you see that he had uh, nearly had a hole in one? And, oh yes, uh, yes. And, yes. and he, he gave it. He gave it on the. It was being. Um, uh, is it Immelman, the commentator? Yeah. Yeah. So Immelman was commentating it, and then you can hear in the background, uh, "Do it for Jamie. Do it, Do it for Jamie." Jamie. Uh, that's of course uh, Jamie Glazier, <laughs> Herbie's mental performance coach, who I'm actually catching up with tomorrow uh, briefly, um, which will be good. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, he never stops uh, giving it to Jamie for his lack of hole in one uh, coverage in in his thirty odd years of playing the game. But uh, yeah, Herbie was like, "Do it for Jamie." That's all you could hear on the broadcast. It was funny. <laughs> if you know, it was like if you know, you know. Moment. Uh, very good. Yeah. He, well, um, it's funny how many people. Jamie must be pretty happy that there are so many people out there. The first thing they think of if they make an ace is Jamie. I will 100% text him if it comes up anytime oh, yeah. You'd want to tag him and go, look at this. <laughs> yeah, but you know what happens? Like it's it's not the people that he knows or knows of, you know, like that. that but you guess people he's never, ever heard of, seen in his life, like just tag him, like giving it to him. And like, he's, oh, man, I don't even know these people. The calm will turn. He will, he'll end up it making will. two in a day. It will. It Something will. like that. Uh, anyway. Um, that was the BMW. That, that was, was the BMW. Don't uh, don't forget it this week for the tips for the for the um for the net club challenge. Don't forget to put your tips in. Obviously there's only 30 people to choose from. 
it is based off the starting points. So Scotty Scheffler is starting at 10 under, Cantlay at 8, Zalatoris 7, Xander 6, Burns 5, Cam Smith 4, and on and on and on. So if you've got one of those guys, you're best off picking one of those guys. That's going to be the pointy end. And first prize is $2.7 million. So you can make a fair dint in the leaderboard. So Michael Lloyd is there at the top at 12.8. So lazy 880K clear. Do you know who who Michael Lloyd has available to pick from? Is is anyone in there that can't pick anyone? Don't know. Don't know. I, I can't see who people um yeah, okay. who, 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 they, who they've got left. Yeah. Yeah. I just that's an I, interesting I, you thought. Could, you could go and figure it out because effectively you can go, oh actually, you know what? Can I do that? Michael Lloyd, Michael Lloyd, Michael Lloyd might have pulled all these big guns. Not impossible. Yeah. I think there is a way to do it, but maybe it's a paid uh, paid version, perhaps. Oh, stuff like that. paying. Gozzy golfer, we ain't paying. No, but if you went through, I mean, it's got all the every every tournament's um, history there. So realistically, you could go back and see mm. uh, if someone really wanted to do that. I mean, the people that really care are probably uh, the people right behind him. So Nomadic Golfer is 880K behind. Uh, three putt or die. The doctor, we, the doc, we don't want the doctor. We just hope he fits to put his hips in there. No, no one wants me to win. So, uh, speaking the of, uh, how's doctors, uh, um, Vanden, Vanden the band? How's it charting? I think it's been good. Yeah. He, um, he did tell me the other day exactly how many streams he's had and he was quite surprised. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's going quite well. Doc's been very busy, very busy man. He's uh he just purchased a, a, a nice little uh, holiday home down at um, Port Ferry, a mile of a golf conference center. Exactly, yeah. yeah okay. uh, it's uh it's going to be my part time residence at some point, I'm sure, over summer. Mm. Um, he might, may not know that, but I'll be there. Um, I'll figure out where the he spare key is. Podcast, you'll find out. <laughs> nah, he won't listen. Um, <laughs> yes, and um, no, nah, he's been busy, busy sorting all that. I think on the weekend he's been down there cleaning up and doing other bits and pieces. But um, no, he's very the Vanden band has been doing quite well. He said in the streams, he's very surprised. He's, he actually said we really should have put this up on uh, on Spotify and that a long time ago. There you go. Well, if you want to listen to some neo classic emo hardcore uh, soft metal, you know, with a bit of raw vocals, uh, Vanden band on Spotify, you can get it. Uh, Download it. Think of Doc. He is the marketing genius and also the chief musician. Um, uh, speaking of BMW, and just a just a little thing on drummer golf because that's who I'm up here at Royal Pines um, for. With uh, we were missing one of our franchisees, uh, Milvo from Nidri. So if you shop at Nidri uh, in Victoria, I've in Melbourne, I've been to Nidri yeah, a couple times around the corner. So Milvo is a BMW uh, client. Uh, Milva, and a very good golfer, can't putt, um, but, a very, but nonetheless still a very good golfer, putts with a broomstick. Uh, he was absent from the meeting because he was at the BMW Championship as one of the Australian winners of the BMW Owners Golf Tournament. And uh, it was the first time they'd had that final, the world final. So if you 
every market has a, we used to do it at Mercedes-Benz. So every market has a golf tournament, part of their marketing strategy. And uh, if you win the, the regional final, you go to the national final, you win the national final, you go all expenses paid, pointy end of the plane um, to a world final. Now it used to be, in, it was in Germany, but they had to combine two years into one. So um, the American boss said, well, why don't we have it at the, the BMW uh, championships and do all of the hosting at the BMW and play the course uh, the day, the two days after the tournament. So Milvo missed the meeting, the, the drum and golf meeting here at uh, Royal Pines uh, to go to um, play and represent uh, BMW owners of Australia. I'm sure he's very disappointed. I'm sure he's missing out on the uh, on Royal Pines versus uh, wherever they play this week. Well, let me just say that uh, I hope... I'm sure that BMW got plenty in the can for uh, beverages, sponsors' products, and you know, alcoholic sponsors' products because uh, the bar bill, the room service bill, and every other bill that related to food and alcohol was significantly down on the on the back of Milvo not being here this week, <laughs> uh, and it's going to be significantly up for the boss of BMW over there because uh, if there's one person that knows how to have uh, turn a meeting into a three day party, uh, it's Milvo, and. He backs it up by shooting two or three under at every golf tournament that we ever have. So he uh, also gave someone else the opportunity to win the, the little uh, four-man Ambrose that we had. Uh, we shot a did, couple under. Did you go? Yeah, I was going to say, did you win? No. Uh, we shot a couple under. Um, we did have a couple of 47 uh, handicappers. There was a couple of uh, the fine um, women that work and represent at the uh, managerial level in drum and golf franchises. And... Um, yeah, they don't play a lot of golf, but they all play, and uh, they had the highest handicap. So we had a couple of uh, 47 handicappers. So our handicap was fairly stacked, but we only managed like three under. We finished third on 58 net or something like that. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Sound flat. You, you really wanted it, didn't you? No, I just said I was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what was the longest drive prize, and are we giving it away or? Uh, no, the, the longest drive. There was a prize, but no, we're not. I didn't get it. I caught. I had a go. Um, I caught. The, I caught the lip of a bunker. Anyway, Rogue ST didn't didn't win it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Royal Pines not a bad course. Have you played at Royal Pines? Either of you two? Yeah. 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 It's okay. Um, I think it is. It's. Uh, I don't know which hot which course it is. Which is the path? Which is the path four out the back where it's got the the creek in front it's got the bridge on the right mm, that could, i don't i don't I, I really don't know uh creek in front the bridge on the right uh i think that's the gold course but it, it is a confusing sort of scenario like if you like me in, no, I'd leave, drive leave. It over the bridge actually went over the bridge oh really that's not a very good oh, job i've launched one it's gone down the right hand side it's hit like a downslope one of the mounds Bounded over, bounced up. It ran. It ran across the rail of the bridge to the other side. <laughs> Pin high, chip up, hold it for a birdie. Easy. Uh, what I can't work out is how many holes there are here. Does any either of you know how many holes there are? It's twenty-seven. It's twenty-seven. Yeah. When I played it, it was it was right around when they're doing all the Renos. It was maybe mm. five, six years ago. Um, and one of one of the yeah, yeah. I just remember being a lot of water, and it was it was good. Like it wasn't bad. It was just a, a resort course, which is you know there's a fair few of them up there, and they're stacked with courses in that that part of the world. There's mm. probably five or six courses you can play within five minutes walk of each other. Um, it was good. 
I, I asked because I read, I thought it was 27 holes and I went to type something and I took those photos with the drone, 27 holes. And then I read somewhere like four 18 hole, it's like there's four different versions of 18 hole courses that they can have with the 27 holes. And it was a little confusing. Yeah. You know, we played the front nine of the green and then the front nine of the gold course. So I'd probably was, have a composite in there yeah. that adds to one and yeah, yeah. something else, a separate secondary com- composite. Uh, and then I remembered that uh, the grainy greens, we've often talked about the grainy greens up here, Rocket, because uh, you are the Queenslander. Um, yeah, I got to see them in their full force. And uh, it is a, you know, hats off to anyone that's won a tournament up here on grainy greens uh, and part of the dots off it because they must be putting geniuses because surface-wise, Beautiful surface. The surface coverage feels great underfoot. You know, I always like to feel a, gra- a green underfoot and just sort of get a sort of vibe of what it feels like. Um, look great, but just the ball can go one of several ways. Yeah. like and, a it, ro- and not only can it go like not where you're wanting it to go, but you need to put all of your all of that out of your brain and just have the confidence to hit it where you want to hit it like it's it, you need to have the belief i don't have the belief on those greens at all like i just know it's going to go nowhere and I, there's no way i'm making the putt mm. but you see people that are good on it they, they don't care they and they just hit it and it seems to just do what they need it to do that's yeah it's that's not for me and that you know like the whole um you know the the way the grain flows you know the, there's a sharp yeah. edge of the hole and then a crusty edge of the hole and you know, the, the crusty edge of the hole is like jaggedy, raggedy sort of edge, and then the sharp edge is really sharp. So, anyway, it was a good experience. It was a good course. Enjoyed it. Are you um, going to play anywhere else? Or? No, going home tomorrow. So, we were just here for a couple of days, and we had the you know, little 18 hole fun event and uh, got to see the course and do that. But no, going home tomorrow after see Jamie and uh, do a other little bit of drum and golf sort of things up here. But uh, no, that's it. Back to uh, Mrs. My Love of Golf. Yeah. That's it. Lots of travel. Uh, there's a little bit coming up. A little bit coming up, needless to say. Uh, she might not know about it all yet, but anyway. That'll, that'll... Oh, let's talk about it. No. <laughs> well, it's not confirmed. <laughs> not con- it's not confirmed. It's not confirmed, but there's some good uh, the good stuff potentially happening. Um, uh, speaking of back to the podcast, uh, Mike, you and I are going to catch up uh, with some of your uh, yeah fitness related people so just more of that coming uh next week um, which yep. is good it was good after rocket and i talked about it the other week that we're going to do one coming up and um yeah i had um maybe scott carter and two other, and one other person messaged me saying oh that sounds good so yeah, yeah just get um the um, rory from keezer and he's going to give us a bit of a rundown on um yeah strength for golf yeah hopefully. yeah so we will start doing more of the interviews. Uh, we know that that's what a lot of people like to consume, and uh, we will we will keep doing that. Uh, now that I'm back from uh, overseas, uh, there's a few already in the pipeline, and, and we'll keep doing uh, some more of that. So, yeah, that's not going away. Uh, we've got the Net Club Championships, the, the Tour Championships. Once again, sorry, I was just getting a bit dry because I've been doing all the talking. Sponsors product. Uh, of course, it's the home of uh, Coca-Cola in... Uh, in the States. Uh, once headed up by, it, do you know, a little fun fact, uh, whenever I come to these meetings up here, uh, the guys from New South Wales know uh, where I'm from. They know that I was uh, from Cessnock. Uh, Cessnock gets a bit of a bit of a rap um, 
little bit like Frankston sort of thing, you know, gets a bit of a rap. So they give me a hard time from being from Cessnock and forgetting my rugby league roots and all that sort of stuff. Uh, once upon a time, the global CEO of Coca-Cola was a chap by the name of Douglas Daft, D-A-F-T. You can Google Douglas Daft. Uh, he was from Cessnock and became the global CEO of Coca-Cola. Uh, and as we you you told me before, Mike, um, Eastlake, the town of Eastlake, what's, where is it, is it Atlanta? Atlanta, yeah, yep. Atlanta, Atlanta is the home of Coca-Cola, um, which was once upon a time headed up by Douglas Daft from Sestock. There you go. Uh, what's happening? Who's going to win? What do we do? Where do, how, do we, how do we shake this Eastlake yeah. stuff down? Well, 30, 30 people. 30 people, yeah. It's a, um, yeah, look, everyone knows the course. They play there every year. They've, they've moved in a long time. You're going to need to be pretty accurate. Uh, it's a bit bit longish length wouldn't hurt. It's it's one of those ones where I don't I I don't care about the net result. I know that that's what they're going to award the the FedEx Cup and and the Tour Championship on. But for me, from someone who's probably going to invest in the tournament, I really want it to just be a normal tournament. And most people that if you want to have a bet, will have two different markets. You can have a bet on the starting with the starting shots in there or not in there. And I'll look at it from the not in there route. Um, the guys that I think will go well, obviously Scotty Scheffler will go well. Um, but the three that I've got tra- trending above him um, and were ones that I'll be watching is one's Corey Connors. I think he'll have another good week. Um, but the two at the top are Sung Jae Im and the king of the net club, which is Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley seems to play well here every year. And his stats stack up perfectly. He's about the third or fourth favourite. But, um, yeah, for me, I won't be going near Scheffler because his, his price is not going to be any good. But I think Sung Jm and, and uh, Xander will be the two that I'll be keeping an eye on. So if anyone well, if anyone does have those in their picks, that they don't have Scheffler, they might be the way to go. Well, I have either of uh, Xander Scheffler or Sung Jm. Have you got Scheffler? Uh, sorry, um, no, yeah, I've got, sorry, Sheffler. I've, I've got, sorry, Sheffler, Shoffler. I've got no Sheffler. I've got no Shoffler and I've got no Sanjay M. So uh, I have to see who is still available. But really for me, like you were saying before, you know, a lot of people sort of kept Sheffler for this week. Yeah. I probably sort of kept Shoffler for this week. But the, the lure of trying to get some form of uh, run on the board after a, a couple of dots and a terrible performance uh, got me into Shoffley last week, so I don't know who I'll pick this week. Any the guys at the top of the leaderboard that need me to take out a few players to make sure they withdraw <laughs> and try and help them with their win, just you let me be, know and I'll, be I'll change my selection to try and knock out any players. Who have you, who have you got left? Uh, the best one I've got left is um, Tony Finau, who I've oh, already yeah. picked. Okay. Yeah, well, he's, he's, not, he's not bad. Um, I, might, I might have to pick Adam Scott. I think I might only have like Adam left. He's playing good golf. You can't yeah. argue he's playing very good golf. Um, yeah, and this part of the world seems to trend well for Aussies. So, um, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't be the worst pick. And he'll – how many President's Cups uh, will that be for Adam? Oh, is it 12? 12 President's Cups. Is it 12? Yeah. I, I don't know. It uh, was a lot. Uh, I saw it the other day because they, they put the little star to, it's as a as when you want it. I'm just trying to figure out how many it is. It was a lot. I was, I was, I was quite surprised. Um, oh, he, yeah. you can find that out, but it, it'll be a lot. Um, he's pretty happy, you reckon? Yeah, uh, EP pretty happy that uh, you know he's going to represent ten, another, ten, ten straight, ten straight. Unbelievable! It's pretty, it's pretty good. 
Yeah. Pinstripe. The, the the playing leader, they called him. Okay. Oh, you've got your President's Cup uh, hoodie on? I do. Uh, yeah, there you go. Well, the way blokes are going to live, I'm only about six or seven shots away from making the team. I'm going to get my handicap down a bit more. Well, you will have one advantage. Uh, if you do get in, uh, you'll know the P- Peninsula Kingswood layout. I think the, P- the PGA... I meant, I meant this year. I don't know. Oh, right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> the PGA, I think the PGA Tour might have actually specified a preferred layout around the 36. I don't know. I didn't hear it from anyone official. But I think they might have uh, pre- you know, said, if it happens here, this is the routing that we want. There you go. Mm. Just saying. Take it, take it to the bank. Nah, well, just saying. Yeah. Sorry? I don't know if I said this before, but yeah, from more reports, there was only, th- well, I had it on pretty good knowledge that they only visited three courses. Hmm. One was PK, Royal Melbourne, Royal Melbourne, Kingston Heath, and Peninsula Kingswood. But um, I heard from a, but I heard from a different person they might have visited one other course, and it's not a course that I thought that they'd be visiting. Hunting Jar? No. It's the one Cranbourne? No, it's another it's another two course Growling um, Frog. Course. <laughs> it's not Growling Her- Frog. Heritage. Heritage. No, not Heritage. I think ah. a lot closer to your house, Roscoe. And it's held uh two or three oh, Australian Opens. Middle links. Yeah. Yeah, right. Interesting. Also, I could be wrong. Some of them. I'm sure there's someone listening to this who knows a lot more than me. But yeah, someone from down that way. Um who get a rosebud. Yeah, that was the course. Well, if they played Rosebud, they could only play the the north. They wouldn't even a composite. I don't know how many holes they'd get off the south. They just had a game of golf on the way back from ha- having lunch at St Andrews Beach Brewery, mate. That's why they went down there. Just, nah, that, the person who gave me this info wasn't. Uh, I don't think he was guessing. Okay, I don't know. I don't. Know. Oh, I, don't I don't. I don't think it's a good fit. It's too far. Well, you, know, you made it. You made your thoughts very clear on the distance of Peninsula the Kings were being too far. So uh, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, anyway, um, okay. So, who stacks up in the stats wise for the Net Club Championship, the Tour Championship at Eastlake, home of in Atlanta, home of Coca Cola? Oh, I'm only going to give you six names because we normally do. Well, I should only give you less than that. Actually, the, the sixth name is an interesting name, so I'll leave that in there. So, Im, Shoffley, Connors, Scheffler, Fitzpatrick, and Billy Horschel. He's the last one that stacks in. Billy Horshaw. It, it's it's difficult when you look at the course form here because the course form always relates to the the net price, yeah. so it's not quite the same. But um, yeah, I know Xander's at least won it once, uh, maybe two. Well, he's won it one, well, he's, he's won it once. Well, he's won it twice. Yeah, won the gross the other year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. Um, and the other one that always has to do well here is Justin Thomas as well. Did came from the clouds that year. Um, and JT, JT has great results here too. Yeah. Okay. Well, what else happened uh, during the week? So there was a fair bit of chat. I'm sure you guys have read the the articles, the the meeting, the special meeting, the the secret meeting, Tiger, the Tiger yeah. led meeting. Did you yeah. did you did you read anything that came out of that, uh, Mike? Yeah, look, I did. I read and listened to most of the stuff that was around, and um, yeah, look, it it makes it makes sense from a PGA Tour player's point of view to have elevated events where they effectively just replicate live 
in America. But again, it doesn't really help me or anyone else that yeah. watches golf. Yeah, uh, uh, is, is that their play just to, you know, really try and put the clamps down on any possible tilt at, of live players getting OWGR points through the Asian tour to get access by them having these strong field events and, you know, Max and that. They won't get, they won't get a world golf ranking points anywhere except for the Asian tour mm-hmm. for at least another year and a bit. So no matter what happens, um, yeah, those guys won't be getting into majors based on their world ranking. Other yeah, but that, what do they need world ranking points for? But if is it not if if all of the live you know, hypothetically if all the live players said right we are all going to play in the, yep. these fifteen Asian Tour events and yep. the, the quality of field is high they they get they will get potentially as long as they all win or yep. perform well get a lot of world ranking points is that right Yeah, much more they would get more yep. the problem is the guys that have gone to live aren't ranked very high in the world even before yeah. they left. That's yeah, the yeah, biggest, no, the biggest no. problem. And, except yeah. for Cam. And, Who's going? And it also defeats the purpose of why they went to live because they don't want to play as much. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So live, live are going to have, let's say if they have a 14, 15 event season, they're going to want the top guys to play in at least 10 of those. They have to. And but... then what? You, then, then there's the majors. So the ones that already got pre-qualified into the majors, so there's four events. So all of a sudden it's 14 and what? Then they've got to go and play another 10 to 15 to try and maintain their world ranking. Yeah. I mean, it's, and this is the part where I think there's so many storylines and things that we all think about and no one's really on the same path. And at no point has Greg Norman's intimated that he wants a world tour, but right now he's got an, a, 12 season event or an eight season event where three quarters are in America and next year it'll be the same, right? So that's not a world tour. PJ tour is never going to do a world tour. So none of that's going to help us, right? So you're right, Rocket. They're going to have 15 events next year and their contracts say they have to play all those events. So that's 15. They get into four more. So we'll use Cam Smith as the example. He has to play four more majors, which I'm sure he's happy to do. So that's 19 events already. We talk about the fact that, oh, Liv gives him the opportunity to now play in Australia. Okay, cool. Well, he'll play the Australian Open and the Australian PGA, right? And he might play whatever the other Liv event is in Australia, in Sydney. Do I think he'd play the two Asian events that will be in Australia that they're talking about, the Vic Open, if it's a Vic Open or not? Maybe not. And then he might be told, yeah, plus you've got to go and play in the some other headline Asian event or the season-ending tour event because you need to help your proper... He doesn't need to worry about it anymore because he's won an Open Championship. He's got no, I know, but they need... The... For the next five years. No, but they're going to need him to do the work to help people prop up the, the Asian tour events just to get the OWG up points up. I don't... Yeah, they will need to all work together to do that. It seems like a whole lot of work, but I think a lot of the guys... A lot of the guys are on, on the back end of their careers let's be honest like i know that we know names like Poulter and sergio and those guys but they're all falling down um the guys that are really going to be missed if any are going to be dj brooks bryson kind of gooch was an up-and-comer and cam yeah. smith there's no one else i'm answer there's not other than that the other names that the, the general public knows they're not good golfers 
They're just not. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not, not on a world stage anymore. No. Like if you said to me, you can go and watch Cam Young play golf, or you can go and watch, I don't know, Heinrich Stenson. People are like, oh, who's Cam Young? It's like I, no contest, no contest for you to go and watch. Um, and that, that that's the part that the general public's getting excited about it. And it's not talking down live or PJ tour, putting it all aside. It's going to be messy, but that that meeting is effectively them ensuring the people that are there are going to stay and for that they will be able to be rewarded pretty much the same as the the guys on live will be in those whatever many events it's going to be they'll play for 20 million a week and that'll be it they don't get sign on money and everything else but they'll keep the legacy of what the tour wants it to be and go from there did um did either of you catch you know it was only a snippet so i haven't listened to the full episode but uh jeff ogilvy on the fire pit collective uh that little clip where they put out jeff's thoughts on the only way that it can work going forward yeah, yeah. it was good i listened to it um he talked the about whole, the did, idea of did, having the whole did you listen to the whole thing or just a yeah clip? no no the whole thing yeah right. he talked about the, and and it wasn't it's not the worst idea it's effectively separating the season saying effectively the PGA Tour season would finish where it does. And then from now until January is live season. You go and do whatever you want between now and, you know, now and then. And you prove that you can be a, a, a tour. And then we'll worry about, you know, how we do the world golf ranking points. And you're not going to overlap with the PGA Tour and everything else. And and that was kind of the, the main crux of what he, what he put forward in that as one of his main points. And it's not the worst idea. The problem is, for the PGA Tour to sell what they're selling to get the value that they want to get, that doesn't work for them because they don't want their players. And it's the same with Live, they're going to go, no way. Yeah, absolutely. We're... They don't want to be the second. Yeah, but they they want to be the the big thing that week, which they would be for there. But PGA Tour then says, well, when we told you we can have any given players in any given tournament, twelve months of the year, it's actually now only going to be seven months of the year, and the other five is going to be Live time. Um, so you know FedEx. What you're paying us, you probably they're probably going to not give them as much. So that that's where their their bargaining power would go down. But they do need to figure out a way to play nice because they're not going away. Liv's not going away. The PJ Tours doesn't seem to be able to want to get to a point where they're going to let them cross between the two tours. So yeah. Well, the continuation of the interesting times uh, obviously continues and. Uh... The only exactly. people that are not winning are people that like watching golf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like counterproductive to everything that it's designed to be doing. Hundred um, percent. In, in in a year's time, we will have not seen Cam Smith play a PGA Tour event. We'll have only seen him play the best players in the majors, assuming all the majors entry qualifications stay the same. Mm. So he'll 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 be playing the best players in the world four times next year, and the rest of the time he'll be playing in fifty four no cut events. I don't know how that's good for golf. I don't know. Rockets look at me he's like, yep, I agree. I'm I'm over it. I'm already <laughs> over it. I'm so jaded by the whole thing. And do you know what I was thinking about tonight? Right. Golf Pizza. karma. Oh. Golf karma. <laughs> She's a cruel beast, but I I now get it. The fact that the shark had had you know multiple people hold shots to rob him of majors and all the other things that goes on, golf can't. We we owe an apology to golf karma to say I'm sorry, 
We didn't really understand why you did what you did at the time, but now I get it. You foresaw the future. <laughs> Golf karma. I, I apologize, and I yeah. and I understand. Imagine he had a green jacket. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the the, um, the ego of the yeah. man. No, he's a like he... I I love him. Yeah, no, no, I, no, I, mate, I'm I get it. Show my kids like the the shark attack book in terms yeah. of just reading and learning about golf, but just as a human being, golf no. karma. I am. I apologize. I formally apologize. I fall at your knees. I understand what you're doing. Sometimes it's not about at the time you see something that we don't. Yeah, we mate, mortals do not understand. At the end of the day, and I and I say this with all honesty. Greg's idea of having a world tour is what the world of golf needs, but the way he's doing it and the way he's going about it and, and the way that the lay of the land sits now is, is not, it's not working and it's no good for anybody. And I, maybe it's his way of trying to force it because PJ tour won't do it, but the, the rationale behind it is great, but yeah, it's just not, doesn't seem to work. I, I can't, yeah. Like based on that fact, you know, that, yeah, he's trying to get what he wants, you know, with the support of significant investment by steamrolling. You know, I, ca I can't see, you know, what Jeff was suggesting that the PJ Tour and Liv should work together and they should come to a compromise right. and have it won't happen. It's not no, going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. It's just going to keep getting. It's, it's like, you know, it'd be like it's a disaster. It's a, it's a, it's a well, uh, you know, one of those one of those put up all the money at the, at the start and then you know it didn't work because there wasn't maybe as much money there i don't know exactly but uh you know there's endless amount you know purportedly endless amounts of money I, I, how deep are their pockets how long will they go yeah. there's a there's a uh, i don't know which podcast it was uh i think it might have been one of the five pick collective ones when they talk about a guy that has Oh, he talked a lot about Saudi Arabia in terms of live is just one tip of the iceberg. It's actually a longer term vision and version mm. of what Saudi Arabia are trying to turn their country into. And they see golf as like this cornerstone around development of community and places. You know, there's this whole larger like hundred year strategy that's in play. Golf is, is, is a key part of it. Yeah. And the whole live thing is just a, it's 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 like a small slither of their whole strategy. Yeah. Ooh. So 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 it's it's not going to be one of these. Uh, it'll disappear in a couple of years. They will just keep. Uh, they will keep going. How many sports in the world can you own? Right. N not many. Um, F one. They're going down the path, and and they've got a big chunk of it. But yeah, golf. Like what you just said, Ross. It, it's not going to go away. And if we take all the politics out of it and everything else, effectively the PGA Tour has a product that they have built to reward the people that are there and they sell it as that product, right? And and part of the attributes of how they can sell it is those people being on that tour. Now, these guys have come in and can, and, and, and sorry, I should say, and the PGA Tour is able to do whatever they want, right? Yes, you, some people will call it a monopoly, Someone else has come in with unlimited money, and that's probably the only way that was ever going to break that down and said, we're we going to do that and we want to own that and we can do this because of X, Y, and Z. And they will continue doing that. 
and the PJ tool will never give in because there's no benefit in them to giving in. The only way it works for them is some sort of way to join or be the big brother to them being a little brother, but somehow get their funds injected in or something. That's the only way it would possibly work. But without them being the big player on in the relationship, it does not work for them. There will never be compromise. Doesn't make doesn't make financial sense from PJ to his point of view. It's yeah. Who knows? But uh, no. can't just can't see it happening. And it would be interesting to see what. It's I'll not just... going to make the product any better. This is, no. this is the problem. This is the problem. The, the the thing is that they might, they may, the whole live thing might attract new eyeballs. It might. Don't know. Don't really know what the impact of that is. And but is it going to be sustainable long term stuff, or is it just people are just like. It's just something new, something exciting, and they jump on, and it's just then it could just drop off, right? But the thing is, though, the actual product itself is not any better. Because here's the thing is that that, that they're talking about the prize money, but that's the outcome for the players, and they're trying to attract the players. What they forget is that the, the reason events exist and why they're popular it's not about the prize money. It's the fact that it's either got some history or it's a particular course. You know, there's just all these other things that people want to go on. It's why, it's why majors, like the majors could be played for five bucks. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. And, and people are going to watch it. It's all about either prestige, the history, or it's the tournament or it's the content or the contest. Yeah. And then, then what they have to do is then wrap the right things around that in terms of how they broadcast, you know, what are the things they do differently? You know, it's the, you know, even the simple stuff of, and, and the thing that they continue to miss is the simple stuff of behind the scenes. You know, can you, this is why the most excitement I'm probably going to feel for next year is going to be the, you know, I don't know, we'll call it drive for show, putt for dough, Netflix series, which is going to be quite yeah. electric considering everything is going on. Like mm. if you're the executive at Netflix, you must be going, oh my God, we could not have yeah. picked a better time to be doing this. No. Um. So, so that is actually, because the thing is like fans or people that aren't fans are going to come to the sport if they're brought behind the curtain because you, you want to, you're either connecting with a player or an event or something like that. That's that's how you get drawn in. That's how all people get drawn in by because they get attached to a player. And if you if you don't have a player that like connects with people, then you're not going to bring bring eyeballs. Like everyone has a story. How did you get into golf? It's either it's from say their father or mother or brother or sister or you know whoever it is. But there's always this one person who's this one golfer that they were fascinated with, and that's like. That's like their anchor point for, you know, why they love golf. And that's what, what it is. We love particular players. We cheer for particular players. Because it's not a team. Yes, they're team events and stuff like that, but it's still an individual sport. Everyone has their favorite player. And unless you actually use that as the product, plus the course and all the other bits and pieces, it's the only way you're going to grow the game. You'd, you'd argue this week it, with any sort of slight in improvement in the european masters field it would be a much more interesting tournament this week 
than the Net Club Championship for people to watch. Oh, I absolutely would be because the money's not relevant. They'd be paying for they'd be paying for a quarter of it. Where are the money playing? doesn't help me. Doesn't do anything for me. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like I, Scotty Shelford this week can win twenty million dollars. That's great. That doesn't help me enjoy watching that tournament anymore. Yeah, if he wins twenty million bucks, I don't care because no. I actually think as a look, he's very good at golf. I actually enjoy his caddy more than anything because I think Scotty Scheffler is as, as boring as my cat's vomit. Um, you know, so you know, I, I follow Ted Scott, but I don't follow Scotty Scheffler. But that's the thing, right? This is the there's all these characters. You, 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 you the, the, maybe I'm a bit different. I don't know if I'm a bit different to most other people that that are nuts on golf. But I love watching certain golfers. I cheer for them. But at the same time, I like good golf. No, you're right, and but but that is also the crux of the issue, right? Because we all love Cam Smith, and Cam Smith will not be on the PJ Tour next year. That is the problem, right? There are people that have an affinity with him, right? They, they like my, like I've said before, my mum doesn't know anything about golf, but she knows the boy with the mullet, right? So there are people that are that are knowing more about this sport because of what we're seeing in Australia. Now they might get to see him one more time than they've been able to see him in years gone by because there might be a live event here. But when it comes to how he's performing against Scotty Scheffler or um, Justin Thomas or any other of the best golfers in the world. It'll be like, well, yeah, he's he was number two in the world, and we're still pretty sure he'd be right up there. But he actually doesn't play against any of those guys anymore, so we don't really know how to measure him. No, um, and that's going to get. And the other thing with the live confusing. events as well is that, like some of the courses they play on, they're just garbage. I don't know. I don't know too. Much. I mean, I don't know the Trump courses that too well. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Um. Anyway. Yeah, again, we've fallen down the yeah, road. Down the lives, the lives <laughs> rabbit hole. Uh, so what else happened? Uh, Asian tour happened on the weekend. Speaking of live, um, Asian tour happened. Uh, didn't watch, uh, I didn't watch Asian tour. I watched, um, or Rocket watched a bit of the um, USM. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I watched a little bit. Uh, I think I watched, I watched a little bit of the semis. I didn't finish watching the semis. And that's that's. And then I watched, I think it was a round of 16, I think it was watching. Yeah, it was not too bad. Although mm. NBC telecast compared to the Fox one that existed before, it's like it's chalk and cheese, like it's really hard to watch. They're, um, uh, although you know, you got Smiley who does a really good job, but the thing is, they don't spend enough time cutting to him. And you know, what did you think of the course? I thought the course looked all right, it looked yeah, like it's a, it's, it's, a it's US a, Open course. No, it's a it's an old Donald. No, it's a Tillinghouse course, I think. Was it okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah down because that was in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah Tillinghouse course, and it's like. But is that Beth Page was Tillinghouse, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where if you think about the state of New York and New Jersey, and you you, you put like a thirty mile radius, like some of the courses that are there, it's just a wealth of riches. And you think you look at that course, and it's probably not even the top thirty. Yeah, right. Now I watch it's a little so bit. Good. I I um and I know a few other commentators on Twitter and podcasts have talked about the guy who won Sam Bennett. But I I found him excruciating to watch. 
Like, oh, like, he was painful. Called my wife into the room and said, "Watch this," because like you know, morning she's having a brekkie. So made her fun. stop looking at her phone. I said, "Watch this guy." He, you remember when Sergio used to regrip? Yeah. So he would do ten regrips before he'd pull the trigger, and it's on his last one he wouldn't regrip. But each time he regrip, look at the flag, regrip, look at his shot, regrip, look at he got nearly ten times. And the last one he wouldn't regrip, but he'd still look, and then he. Oh my lord, I, I was like getting anxious watching him. It was almost unwatchable. Um, and and what's really bad because I feel for the guy because it's clearly something that he's just gone into his game. He's only a kid and plays out of Texas. I was almost cheering against him because I couldn't watch him anymore. And well, this guy's in the in the in the final. Well, apparently, so oh, I, I didn't pick up on it, but I think they said um, the guy he was play- the guy he played in the semis actually plays naturally fast. And I think they'd asked him about how he's going to play the other guy. And he goes, I'm going to slow play him. I think yeah. he actually said, I'm going to slow play him. Uh, that, that would be terrible. Yeah, I I, I know um, Stephen was on. Stephen was there on course, um, Stephen Britton. And um, he put up some photos, you know, right up, right around it. And, I, and he put up a photo of the winner as he made his part and was holding up the trophy. I said... Jeezy was a tough watch. I don't. I couldn't cheer from him, and, and I think he was he was pretty confident that there were a lot of people there that were kind of not sure about him as well. Not that they weren't cheering against him, but they were like, "Oh, it was it was a tough watch." And I know that no laying up guys were having a proper dig at him, and and in particular Tron. But yeah, it, 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 I don't know if anyone gets to see the highlights or if anyone did see it, they know exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, it it was really really. Um, it wasn't just that. Um, Even his swing was one of those things where you just go. Oof. I don't know. I've got a terrible swing, so I don't notice that stuff. <laughs> um, we'll start to wrap it up. But speaking of difficult to watch, what was difficult to watch? Uh, I did spend a bit of time uh, on the night shift watching the women's golf in Europe at Soto Grande. Uh, it was difficult to watch Jessica Corda implode on the last round and give up what I think was a 10-shot lead. Yeah, if there's any uh, sweetness out of it, she gave it up to her sister, Um Nelly Corder, who's a sensational golfer. But, yeah, it was just uh, from – it is one of those things that you look at and go, well, she's human. Um, you know, on the Thursday she shot LET tour record low 61. And then I think she shot 75 or something or 70, you know, like mid-70s. She didn't play great and give up a 10-shot lead. It sort of it was one of those things. It doesn't make you feel better, but, you know, it makes you think that She's just human and, you know, she makes mistakes. And, you know, what, one thing I noticed was the commentators, you know, talking about can she bounce back from this? Is this going to affect her? And they were saying, yeah, it really is going to affect her. But you know, I started to think about, you know, all of us regular golfers that shoot 20, 20 points one weekend and go back out and have 40 points the next weekend. Like, I'm sure she'll, ba- sure she'll bounce back just fine. But it was, you know, it was hard to watch for her. But um, 61... 68 77 77 yeah so 77 yeah anyway it was it was hard to watch her because she just lost once she once she lost it she just lost it she was just like yeah she fucked the chip and anyway it was hard but uh nelly quarter um is a fantastic golfer if you saw the vision of her and it reminded me of you know i stood back and watched nelly quarter behave around the young aspiring golfers at uh, the women's open she stood there for a good 20 or so minutes signing autographs. There was a great clip of her signing uh, for 
um, the young Spanish uh, fans that were there and gave her wear a, wear a pair of shoes. And uh, a photographer gets a photo of uh, us sort of turn around to the, his camera with the young kid that she gave the shoes to. And uh, he takes a photo, which is pretty good. And he goes over to one of the watches on, must have been like part of Nelly Corder's management detail or something like that. And he just gives him a nudge. You know, he, he's got the play, you know, his camera here, I can reenact it. He, he he pulls his camera down, he presses play, and he looks at the camera through the viewfinder and he looks at the photo and he nudges the fellow next to him. So have a look at this. So, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, they were clearly really happy with what she was doing. Um, and, yeah, I watched that. It was good. Uh, Asian tortoise. sisters are good eggs. Yeah, no, they really, they really are. Um, I didn't know too much about it. And I haven't really followed them before, but you know, seeing them up close and personal, yeah, it was it was uh, uh, really good to see. Uh, Asian tour where Blakey was referee. Blakey got on TV. Now we talk about Mrs. Um, Ma Rocket being happy with the performance of her son and getting to listen to her son every week. Uh, Blakey sent me a video of her of his parents uh, in New Zealand. Uh, watching Blakey on TV, uh, refereeing. I can't remember the play that he was adjudicating on, but he was very clearly front and centre on screen. You could hear him talking, delivering his message to the player. And in the video that uh, one of Blakey's family members was taking, it's his mum going, there's David, there's David, there's David. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good <laughs> moment. Uh, anyway, Asian tour where Blakey was refereeing. Uh, Tehoon OK uh, won. Uh, Bio Kim was second. Trevor Simsby uh, third in terms of the live players that are in the live tour and did play. Uh, oh, Todd Tennant did do. He's not live, but um, he did uh, finish fifteenth. There was a couple of. There were definitely a couple of them there. Um, uh, Travis Smythe was twenty fifth. Was there? Yeah. Uh, Chase Kepka was also twenty fifth, uh, and Wade Ormsby was forty uh, fourth. So um, yeah, there were some live players there. As mostly the Australians uh, that play on the Asian tour as well. Uh, anything else? We covered off everything. That's it. I think there's um well the the Megan Amiga European Masters this week and the second round of the uh, I was going to say the Web dot com playoffs. Probably not the Web dot com anymore. Corn Ferry. Corn Ferry Tour playoffs. So there's a few Aussies still fighting for a card. Minwoo, how did Minwoo go? Started well, um, mm. and stopped. And if there's one thing you can't do on the on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour, it's stop. No. Uh, so he he was uh, on. I'll look him up. He definitely was top. He was top one or two. He might have even been leading after round one. Shot sixty three, uh, and then finished t twenty six. So if you went past him, Harrison Endicott went past him. I think he's already got his card. Um, Harrison Endicott had enough points to secure his card. He did. Yes, yeah. he did. Um, but yeah, Will Gordon. Um, Will Gordon won in a playoff. Um, so yeah, it was a. There's already a few that have got their cards. There's a few that are, we'll have it. I think they give out 25 more. Isn't that right, Rocket? After the three. Yeah. So um, at the moment, um, Minwoo is still in the top 25. Yep. So you're going from top to bottom. Uh, yeah. So these are the ones that have, a lot of these are ones that have come from either. Europe or PGA Tour stuff, and they're just trying to get there. This is the next sort of 25. Yeah. So you got like Will Gordon, who's leading that one down to, you've got like Doc Rubin at seventh. You've got Nick Hardy, who's just, he missed out on his, holding his card by a B's diaphragm. So he's tied for 11th. Um, you've got Minwoo tied for 17th. 
uh, Scrib the Pirate tied for 17th. Pierce and Cootie tied for 21st. What, why he is not just elevated to the main tour is beyond me. Pierce and Cootie? Oh, yeah. They can't. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's won. He turned pro, wins his first event. I think he won another one not long after. He'll get it. As I say, I mean, I think it was, a, and it's not having a go. I think it was Luke Alvey on Twitter. He was saying same thing about Min Woo Lee, about giving him, you know, giving him a card. And it's not wrong. He he should be on the PJ Tour. And as, as long as he performs, he'll be fine. But yeah, you, know, you look at Grayson Murray finished above him this week, and I don't want Grayson Murray getting a card. No, absolutely not. It's just uh, bad, Bads.com is T26. And, and Where's Justin Lowell? Justin Lowell was one that was oh. has been on and off the last... T17. Week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, gents. Well, on that note, uh, we look forward to seeing that. Does it wrap up this week? Is this the last round? Two Second more rounds to go. Two more rounds to go. Okay. But, but Minwoo, Min if you had a good finish, you could potentially earn enough points. I think this if he week. wins, he's guaranteed. Yeah. If he finishes top couple, he might be close yeah. enough to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up on there. Once again, it's been a wide-ranging uh, chat on a number of topics uh, that continue to pop up. Uh, if we keep talking about them, it means that people out there want to keep talking about them too. So... We thank you for listening on and, um, yeah, we'll see you for episode 201 next week. Uh, gents, thanks again. Rocket, congratulations and thank you. Magic, thank you. Uh, but the biggest thank you is reserved for anyone that does tune download, tune in, download, share, subscribe and all the wonderful things that you continue to do. Uh, we appreciate every time you tune in and, uh, and thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Until next week. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the My Love of Golf podcast.